tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. They were an average alien family living on their own planet. And we were an average family living on ours. He took my Coke wand. Come on, you guys. I don't have it. I didn't take it. I knew it! Accidents happen, and like us, they found themselves in a strange new neighborhood. I like it! Me too. Shh! Communing with your spirits. Welcome to California, bud. Alert, alert. We have a malfunction. We have a malfunction. Their lives were in danger. Back off, Larry. Get away from it. We've got a problem here. They had to escape. When the smoke cleared, their family was separated. Somehow, one of the aliens was hiding in our house. The government wanted to capture him. It's here. Everyone was after him. And my brother, Eric, wants to make friends. This living thing into a vacuum cleaner? Yeah, and then we blew him out again. Now Eric is risking not only his life, but my life. Give me the gun. Step back! To save them. This is the police. It's about more than friendship. It's about adventure. Mac and me. Mac and me? Yes. <laughs> Are you nervous? No. Should be. Uh, maybe a little. Oh, don't be nervous. <laughs> Make up your mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right yes we're breaking the tension of mac and me with a little bit of it crowd i think that's a, yes a little it could be called for indeed <laughs> okay first before we start talking about this what do you remember about this movie i remember a silly looking alien <laughs> we definitely got that yeah that's pretty much all i remember that's from what this we got movie. In this remake I, like i said I remake said, or i'm sorry in this uh rewatch <laughs> Ah, yes. <laughs> They're remaking Mac and Me? You heard it here first, folks. VHS Sweet. Gems brings it to you. The remake of Mac and Me. We're doing this. Um, <laughs> All that geek elite radio money that we have. Yep, it's just pouring We're in. Green lighting Mac and Me. Garbage remake. trucks backing up to the door with piles of cash. <sighs> so, yeah, that's what uh, we have... Um, uh, what I remember most is the is the windmills. I don't know why. <laughs> I just always remembered the windmills. Well, I mean, that was a huge plot point, it, coincidentally. It, it did. It was. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what we had to we had that's what I, we had to work with in our memories. I, yeah, I, I do remember renting this movie a whole bunch when I was a kid. I did as well. <laughs> I watched the shit out of this movie. Yet I don't remember anything from it other than. The, like, cover art with Mac, like, sitting on Me's head. That's right. They have him, like, sitting on his head and shoulders. Yeah. Like that, right? 
But the the cover art they use now, at least on the IMDb page, is like uh, like the two of them kind of side by side. Yeah. And in the, the, the full moon. And I think they're kind of trying to pull a little bit of E.T. out of there. Right. Which I think we noticed while re-watching this movie. Yes. There, <laughs> there were a lot of different movies in this movie. <laughs> I also have to say, I don't think... Uh, obviously, as a child, I didn't understand what product placement was, but damn, <laughs> there was a lot of product placement in this movie. Yeah, yeah, there sure was. Um... Well, which then came to uh, you know come come to reading the trivia on this was uh, financed by McDonald's and Coke. So nice. This pretty that much was sense. just a commercial for McDonald's and Coke. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did use that one McDonald's store that was only used for filming commercials. That's true. It's only it's only, it's only used for filming commercials and training videos. So they say that everything in there works. They, you make food in there and stuff like that, but right. it's never had a paid customer in there. Huh. So that's that's interesting. That is interesting. I mean, which makes sense. McDonald's is huge enough that they'd have their own production company. Yeah. Film crew and all that stuff. I mean, they have, like, hospitals and stuff, too. That's so. true. Ronald McDonald charities and stuff. Mac and me. Yes. Okay. Let's, let's, let's give out the, the predict, the predict, nope. The particulars. That's the word <laughs> I was looking for. So, written and directed by Stuart Raffel. Ah, yes. Stuart Raffel. <laughs> it's a common name. We all know him. <laughs> We've all seen his stuff. Actually, you probably have seen a few of his things. Did you look him up? I didn't. Okay. So. that That's my job in this. I am wholly unprepared and surprised <laughs> by everything that's said. <laughs> okay, well, you've got your job down then. <laughs> so the first movie he directed was called The Tender Warrior. No idea what that is. No idea That was 1971. Either. Okay. Oh, just so everybody knows, Mac and Me was 1988. I believe so, yeah. Yes, 88. So, that's uh, where we start off with him. He has a few movies after that. But then the first movie that I actually recognize the name for, 1984, The Ice Pirates. Oh, shit. (laughs) It all makes sense now. Get it, Jarvis. Got that... That deep itch. Okay. Ice Pirates. That's the Space Herpes movie, right? Yes, it is. (laughs) The ship has herpes. Space Herpes. God damn that movie. (laughs) But then he goes on to make, also in 1984, the the Philadelphia Experiment, which is actually a really good uh, sci-fi movie. Probably never seen it. No, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, If I remember, I've, I've only seen it as a kid, but I know I've heard people praise it since then uh-huh. but it's uh there's a battleship and they're experimenting with a new weapon of sorts and uh i believe the it causes a some type of explosion and tachyon properties and stuff and the, the, one of the seamen gets pa- transported to the future huh so it's all about it's kind of about time travel nice yeah that but the future cool. being present time Right. Because the experiment was taking pa- taking place in the past. Okay. Yeah. 
that's the best way to do those. <laughs> I mean, then you don't have all this silly, like, oh, look at what they thought was going to happen in this year. <laughs> Stupid. That's true. We don't need the big, oh, look what Back to the Future 2 got wrong. <laughs> what they got right. <laughs> Um, and then Mac and Me in 1988, and then Mannequin on the move in 1991. I love that movie. (laughs) After that, we have, he has a few other things, uh, or he has, he has quite a bit. I mean, there's 24 credits to his directing. Uh, A lot of things that I've never heard of. Pensacola Wings of Gold, he did four episodes of that. Huh. (laughs) Uh... And then yeah, a bunch looks like a bunch of B straight to video movies like Survival Island, Croc, Bad Girl Ooh. Island, Standing Ovation. Ooh. In 2010, that was his last directing credit. Classics. So <laughs> So yeah, anybody who's seen those ones, those particular movies can go ahead and give us a, you know, drop us a line and tell us what you thought of them. I, like I said, I don't think I've ever heard of some of these that some of these things. Oh, Lost in, oh he okay so as a writer he wrote Lost in Africa, Passenger Fifty Seven, um, the new Swiss Family Robinson. Okay, Tammy and the T Rex. Yeah, some of these things I've heard of. <laughs> Fair enough. So there, there you go. That's that's what you have to look forward for if you ever look up Stuart Raffle, Raffle. R-A-F-F-I-L-L. Sure. Sure, Rafil. Okay. Why not? Okay. Um, Biggest star, I would have to say, in this movie was the mother. I've seen her in other things. She's a character actor. Her name is Christine Ebersol. She played Janet Cruz in this movie. Uh, I think the biggest thing, or the thing I recognize her from now is she kind of does a character on... Uh, Royal Pains, the medical drama or medical procedural on USA. USA. She plays Mrs. Niedermeyer. Um, But she was on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Sullivan's Sons. You know, hey, she's got a lot of things, actually. She's just, uh, she's a character actor, you know, like character actors do. So she's been in a lot of things. Oh, she did a voice for Hey Arnold. Huh. She was Lana Vale. Okay. I don't know who that is. I didn't watch a Hey Arnold. <laughs> it was a good show. And so I've been told. The other person that I kind of recognized was the older brother. Alright. Michael Cruz was played by Jonathan Ward. Now, I don't know why he looks so familiar, but he he did. And looking at his filmography, it might have been from... Uh, it's just uh, the Whitewater movie that he did with uh, Kevin Bacon. Deliverance? No. Whitewater Summer. <laughs> like, what's this? Kevin Bacon plays a, a guide. He takes these boys on a whitewater rafting trip, but then he kind of ends up becoming a real dick. <laughs> and like, you know, you guys need to learn to survive and being a real hard ass and stuff. And then at some point he falls and breaks his leg and... Is trapped down in a ravine or something. He's trapped somewhere. Right. And the kids kind of have to work together to get him out of there and get him to safety. And, like, he's like, see, I told you guys could do it all. Even <laughs> though they hated him and stuff. It was, 
That's all I remember. But he played a character named Mitch in that. So oh, there you well, go. there you go. Maybe that's why I remember him. Probably. Oh, wait. He was also the voice of Zack in Ferngully, The Last Forest. Oh. Last Rainforest. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have seen, seen I don't know face. why I didn't recognize him then. I know. You're the one with the usually recognizes voices. I do. It's been a while since I've seen Ferngully, though. <laughs> Fair enough. And then it says the last credit he has is Meanwhile in 1998 as a short I don't hmm. know what that is. But. It's not quite a movie. It's shorter. Well, I know what a short is. <laughs> just didn't know what that move, particular short was. Oh, uh, I see. Ah. Uh, what did you think of the actors? I mean, this is a heavily, heavily focused on on the kids. You got the two youngest kids, the young girl that lives next door and the young boy that's in a wheelchair. And they're kind of the focus of this movie with the alien. Right. Uh, You know, I... Ah! I think they did an alright job. Like, I... Yeah, I, I don't know that I would really expect great acting from anyone in this type of movie because this is definitely like a family film like this is just hey parents put this on to keep your children (laughs) quiet for a while yes exactly this is not a it's 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 in the family section but it's more of a kids movie right it's the one that you throw in front of the kids so that they'll be distracted while you're doing other things, you know, whatever. But um, it's not like E.T., which E.T. can be sat down with the whole family and probably watched. Right. But, like we said, it's kind of like, what, E.T. came out in 84? 83? Somewhere around there? Yeah, somewhere around there. And I think that's kind of what they were trying to go for. They were like, we need another kid in an alien movie. And this alien... Okay, so these aliens have electrical powers. Yes. Which is shown... Very early in the movie, um, yeah, they're kind of which we were what were we, we were thinking that because it starts off with a uh, what would it be a, a, a what are those things called? It's not a rover, a lander, a lander. Thank you, a lander landing on a, a some a planet or moon. I'm guessing or it's the moon, a, a moon of Saturn because they keep, they keep showing Saturn in the, right. in the background, or at least what I presume to be Saturn. Yeah. It looked like it. So, these aliens are from a moon on Saturn. They the lander lands. It's picking up rocks and dust and dirt and 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 vacuuming up the atmosphere, to, so it'd be taken back, brought back to Earth to be studied. And these aliens are just kind of poking around, literally poking it <laughs> like with a stick. Yes. Um, and yeah, then they just kind of all get vacuumed up. So that means that they already they have like an elasticity skin like this, right that allows them to get either shrank or pulled or yeah they could like stretch and stuff. So, and they like communicate through whistles and stuff. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> it's a very strange movie. I'm guessing it's the pitches of the whistles because they, it seems like they were whistling the same thing over it did. and over. Yeah, but yet they were communicating. Well, maybe we just couldn't hear the difference. <laughs> that could definitely be. This is an alien life form. 
And which, they were whistling like hundreds of miles away. <laughs> and they and, heard each other. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe the whistle is a byproduct of their uh like telepathy. Maybe. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe. <laughs> and they all did have that like silly whistler face. <laughs> yeah, I mean their face was kinda all, all like almost stuck that way. Puckered <laughs> and stuff. Uh, so if they're from a moon on Saturn, do you think they're related to Jem the Satorian? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Put that on Wikipedia because that's a fact. It's a fact. So I like how these different things, like we call E.T. E.T. because he's an extraterrestrial. Right. We call Alf Alf because he's an alien life form. Yes. So we call Mac Mac. <laughs> that was the best reveal. Because <laughs> the kid calls him a mysterious alien creature. Yes. <laughs> so amazing. I love how these acronyms always just seem to pop up. Right? <laughs> That's how you know it's good. <laughs> it's legit. You can take that shit to the bank. <laughs> to the bank. So uh, so then when they get the lander gets back to uh NASA on Earth. Right. And you presume it's NASA. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, they're basically taking the bag out from the vacuum. <laughs> and the aliens pop out of the little compartments. Four of them. Right. There's the dad, the mom, the younger sister. Or no, no, the older, older sister, sister. And then the young boy. Right. Which is Mac. Right. <laughs> Mac runs away. Because, like, instantly. And he was the first one to get vacuumed into the lander, too. Yeah, so, I, I guess first one in, first one out. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> so, and then Dad's electricity powers start going crazy because he's trying to protect his family. Right. And it's just shooting electricity everywhere. And I mean, <laughs> I know it's a kid's movie and stuff. But none of this government facility has a gun. Nope. And, and well, they do show guns, and then they're like, don't shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why are you trying to save these alien life forms? It was very much like the opposite of E.T. in that regard. <laughs> like, they had guns, but they weren't going to use them, whereas E.T. started out having guns, and they were definitely going to use them. <laughs> but then... Uh, <laughs> They went back and they were like, you know what? We don't need guns. We'll just make them walkie-talkies and it'll look janky as shit. (laughs) Walkie-talkies and flashlights. And then this movie has walkie-talkies and flashlights. true. It didn't need any CGI to go back. So funny. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, like... The, so the alien, Mac, which I'm pretty sure Spielberg got from this movie, he was like, "You know what? Those flashlights and walkie-talkies going after that alien makes way more sense than the guns that I had in my movie." Do you feel like? Do you think that that Spielberg actually watched this movie? <laughs> of course, he watches, he watches everything. everything. Yeah, of course he does. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? Um, so uh, Mac gets away from the rest of his family, wanders off. Uh, during the confusion, the, the guards are trying to take him in, and he grabs onto an electrical fence. Right. And, or is it just a regular fence, and he's got electrical powers? I took it as it was an electrified fence. Okay, so why was he getting stretched out? That part lasted so long, and it was ridiculous. Be- because he was being shocked, like... Come on. You so, haven't seen... so he was being shocked, is what it was. And, right. And he's like and being so... stretched out because he's... The electricity is trying to get away from the vent. Right. Ah. There you go. Okay. There you go. <laughs> See, you got it. Until the point where it shorts out, 
Yeah. And he runs. Right. Actually blew a hole in the fence. That's right. For some it. reason. Because <laughs> that's how electricity works. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> okay, so he, 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 and that's when he gets to uh, a car. He gets into a car. Uh, they cause... Or no, he gets hit by a car. No, I think he gets into a car first. And then... He, like, gets seen or something, and they freak out, and that's what causes the accident. Well, he was on the windshield of that one car. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that is what happens. Okay. Yes, so he gets hit by a car. He's splat on the windshield. Like, uh, what are those toys, those gummy toys? Oh, that, my God, that yeah. Something like that. The things that you, like, throw on the wall and they stick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Those things. So that's what he basically was on the windshield of this car. Right. And so then they freak out, they crash, and then, like, a Bronco comes out of nowhere, (laughs) doesn't see this pileup, just runs over everything, jumps, like, 20 feet into the air over two cars, and then crashes onto another one. And and no one was hurt. No one was hurt, thankfully. (laughs) <laughs> a young Spudnik from uh, Salute Your Shorts. <laughs> that was his thing. name. His red oh, hair. <laughs> man. Yes. So that's basically, and then he eventually ends up with the family that he's going to be with, and then shenanigans happen in that house. Right. <laughs> we don't need to get into that whole thing, but no. uh, the family, for whatever reason, you know, is moving to... California, California, because the mom got a job with Sears and had to up, uproot the family. And where was the family from before? Uh, Illinois. Oh, how from, would you have known that? Well, <laughs> because uh, Eric, the me from the title, is uh, constantly wearing Chicago <laughs> gear. He's wearing Chicago Cubs stuff and... Chicago Bears. Chicago uh, Bears. <laughs> just he mentions that he's from Illinois at least four times. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah, he, he, they were from Chicago, Illinois, or you know, just at least Illinois and Chicago area. Yeah. To the point where he's fan. I think they specifically said Schaumburg, which is right there. Okay. By Chicago, so. And when uh, we we and then they never really get into it, but the. It's, the father died at some point. Right. We, I, I kind of took it... Because they have... The only time they ever mention the father, which they don't mention the father, is they have this picture of like all of them in a, a car. Yeah. Uh, and so like I, I kind of took it as, okay, there was a car accident. The father died kid might have been crippled from the yeah, car accident. he might have been put into the wheelchair because of that accident. And we mentioned that already, right? That the kid was in a wheelchair? I think so. Uh, well, if we haven't. He's yeah, in he's in a wheelchair. The main, the main kid's in the wheelchair. And that was a big selling point for the house that they move into. Yes. It's got wide hallways. There's no steps. Right. And uh, all the... Low windows. All the windows are at, are low and at, at eyesight for him, but... Except for one in his room, specifically. <laughs> is like, way higher than he could ever be able to see. Which is kind like, of Like, even cool if joke. he wasn't in his wheelchair, I don't think he'd be able to look out Probably that window. <laughs> so... 
I mean, the, the kid. We've already got these kids that are that are uh, maybe a little sad from their dad. Who, who knows how long ago he died, he passed right. away? But then they're also in a new environment, and the girl across the street or the girl next door is kind of crazy. First thing you see her, she's kind of in a teepee. <laughs> she's got crows around her. She's and, talking about like communing with nature or something. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, there's, uh, let's see, some of the things. This is listed among the 100 most amusingly bad movies ever made in the Golden Raspberry Award founder John Wilson's The Original Razzie Movie Guide. I completely agree. <laughs> like, this movie is absolutely ridiculous. It's not a good movie, but damn it, I was entertained. Yeah, exactly. So, that just, all right. <laughs> oh my god this uh like you'll probably have a couple chuckles in the first 10 minutes but if you watch the first 30 you're gonna damn near fall out of your seat laughing <laughs> just at how bad it is yeah well specifically the wheelchair scene oh god the so amazing scene. so if anybody who listens to this is also a fan of conan o'brien um you may have already seen you this may scene. have already seen this scene because uh paul rudd popular actor probably been on conan o'brien several times mm-hmm. whatever he goes on the show and he then says okay let, let's let's see a clip of your movie your new movie paul Paul will have will break down the clip, and he has he, they have the scene that they're going to show from the actual movie. But then it smash cuts to the scene <laughs> from this movie, where the boy whose house is on the edge of a cliff first already a bad idea for a kid with a wheelchair, right? He's he's at the top of this hilly area with a cliff in his backyard. <laughs> Apparently, a fucking giant river at the bottom yeah, of this cliff exactly. there's a canyon and a river and he goes sailing down the side of this cliff because it's 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 slanted enough that you could walk down but it's it's now steep enough that he's gone out of control with his wheelchair Be- because his brakes like broke off broke off yes <laughs> so he goes flying down it in the wheelchair and then he gets to the to the to, the edge yeah and this is the point where you think in any regular movie something would stop him and save something's him. gonna stop him hell no nope, not nope. this movie <laughs> he fucking launches off of that cliff straight into the river he's just going the wheelchair's just going straight down and you can tell it's a dummy in the wheelchair <laughs> and it's so ridiculous looking but that's the point the clip that paul rudd always shows on conan o'brien Fucking hilarious. <laughs> I almost died laughing. So, from what I also see is that the kid who played Eric Cruz also is in the wheelchair in real life. Fair enough. So, I guess, I mean, from his filmography, he's only got uh, three other credits. He was in uh, Kids Incorporated and an episode of Alienation. Okay, then. <laughs> I remember Kids Incorporated. I don't. He has Spina Bifida. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Oh, and he now lives in Chandler, Arizona. Oh. 
<laughs> we should go track him down. We should. We ask him to talk about this movie. Hell yes. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> if we didn't get arrested oh, for well. harassment or something. <laughs> Just stand outside his house with Mac and Me signs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> talk to us about Mac and Me. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. This is terrible, terrible, terrible. Um... <laughs> I don't know. What else did you think about this movie? What did you think about uh, the one of the best scenes? Okay, <laughs> is, one of the best scenes besides the wheelchair besides, scene. Besides, okay, right after the wheelchair scene. Okay, have to be the McDonald's scene. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> See that we need to talk to Kevin Smith also because damn it, if Clerks Two isn't spoofing this movie. Specifically this movie? I am going to be upset. Okay, so in Clerks 2, there's a scene, for whatever reason, I mean... For no real they, reason. They're playing the... the uh, it's a Jackson 5 song, right? Right. And, they, you know, they starts, they start, he starts dancing with Rosario Dawson, yeah. uh, Dante's character, and then all of a sudden everybody breaks into dance. Literally everyone. <laughs> like, people are they're not even in the restaurant, they're just kind of like around the restaurant. They all just flock to the restaurant (laughs) and start dancing. So, in this McDonald's scene, uh, which it it has to be said that apparently McDonald's and Coke both uh, were were partners in making this movie, which we already said earlier. Right. So this includes the the this is the 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 McDonald's scene we were talking about earlier with the restaurant that's used only for uh, training videos and um, commercials. But they're fil- they're they they made this movie here where uh, an actual Ronald McDonald in, in costume is there, yep. and they're having a birthday party for someone, and they just uh, uh, over the PA someone says, "Okay, kids, it's time for the dance contest." Yeah, <laughs> it's the eighties. There's dance contests constantly, and everybody just breaks into a choreographed, pre-planned yes. dance routine. <laughs> it's amazing. I have no. I mean, I you know I know it's happened in other things, and usually it's like uh, teen um, get to the dance kind of movies, right? Which I guess I just can just accept it when it's happening at a dance, a high school dance or something, right? But like this just seems so ridiculous to me, right in the middle of a McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> yes it does. Like there's football players in full on football pads yep. that are just dancing. It, it's amazing. And apparently, this is the scene where uh, an unknown Jennifer Aniston makes her film debut, uncredited. Apparently, <laughs> that's what it says. Uh, we yeah, looked. We could we, not find we her. We didn't see her. I could not find her. But then again, we're talking about a old. Substandard definition version of this movie. Yep. <laughs> yes. Completely ridiculous. And I, I guess it's kind of just to show off, because at this point, Mac is inside of a, uh, a teddy bear. A teddy bear that's been gutted. Yeah. <laughs> so he's wearing this teddy bear like a costume. <laughs> And they keep explaining that he's a teddy bear that has a new computer chip in him. He's wearing this teddy bear skin suit. <laughs> That's the best way of putting it, basically. And they keep saying, oh, well, he's uh, he's the new technology kind of teddy bear that dances and plays with you and stuff. And so everybody's just amazed. They're like, oh, my God. This is this the best toy the ever. Best toy. 
and yeah, then government people come and they're like, "Oh, we gotta get out of here." <laughs> we gotta, yeah, exactly. and thus the chase happens, and yeah, and you have to figure. And now they're they're figuring out uh, where they need to go to get to Mac to the rest of his family because Mac uh, is pointing them in the right direction. Right. They earlier in the movie, Mac left like some magazine clippings, I guess. Of, like, an ad for some, like, Chevron-type place. And horses. Um, And, yeah, I don't remember what else. There were three things. I think two of them were horses, though. (laughs) So I'm I'm guessing he was seeing it through his parents' eyes or whatever. Yeah, we come to find out that it was kind of like landmarks type things. And they were like, the three of them, his parents, his mother, his father, and his older sister all wandering the desert. Yeah. Why did they try to come to him? That is a very good question. Then again, maybe they're, they're, they're dying of... Starvation or dehydration or whatever. I don't he's, see he's had so how much or why, cold, cold though, because <laughs> on their planet, that's pretty much exactly what their habitat was. Same environment. Yeah. But they were able to, like, like he had made a, a makeshift straw somehow on his planet and, like, stuck it straight into the ground and was drinking water. Yeah. Well, I mean, he still had that stick straw. Well, I mean, this is not water just underneath the surface on Earth. True. <laughs> I guess. Apparently I on mean, that moon of Saturn. You, it you was... go down far enough, there is. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the straw was good enough to drill. No, probably not. <laughs> and eventually they get to... Uh, An old, like, abandoned mine. Mine, yeah. Some, something like that. And they're, like, in there, dead or dying... And uh, they kind of resuscitate them by giving them Coke. Coke! <laughs> Once again! Lifeblood. Lifeblood! They give them Coke. Coca-Cola saves this family several times. I, I, oh, I mean, you think... <laughs> then they're just fiending for Coke. <laughs> <laughs> like they, it's so true. They take them and they're like, alright, we're gonna go on a drive and stuff. And they're just like... Give us the goddamn Coke. I mean, they don't say anything, but they're, like, aggressive about getting this Coke. Uh, maybe it's kind of a, a message about, you know, caffeine sugar addiction. <laughs> I mean, at one point, they're at a gas station, and, like, some girls pull up next to them. One of them has a soda, and so they, like, break the window of the van they're in and stretch their hand out to grab the soda away from her. <laughs> And then out. all hell breaks loose. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and then eventually the cops show up and they start shooting at the at the aliens. And, and they... blow up a fucking gas station. <laughs> gas just station. massive fireball that they're standing in the middle of. And we come to find out they're not... They're, imper- they're, uh, they're perfectly okay with that. Fireproof. Yeah. Completely. <laughs> Eric was a little close to the Explosion. fireball, though, so he kind of died a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, they live through, uh, you know, probably being shot. They could have been shot. They've been hit by cars. Yeah. The fireball. Yeah. Um, interstellar travel. All these things. But it was Coca-Cola that they needed the most. Yep. Yes, it was. 
So, oh, and Eric kind of died, like, but it's okay. The aliens, like, preyed on him, and they <laughs> he came back. Yeah, they had, like, these, like, lights come out of their fingers. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Magical healing alien fingers. Where have we seen that before? You didn't even think about that when I was watching the movie. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, and then there was Ghostbusters because they uh, the children caught Mac in a vacuum. That's right. That they strapped to their back. <laughs> Very much Ghostbusters esque. Very much. Uh, yeah, uh, this movie is just so ridiculous. Let's see what, what what's the the Wikipedia says. A 1988 American science fiction adventure film co-written with Steve Feck and directed by Stuart, Stuart Raffel. About a mysterious alien creature that escapes from nefarious NSA agents and is befriended by a boy who uses a wheelchair due to his paraplegia. Together, they try to find Max's family, whom he has been separated from. The film stars Jade Calgary, uh, Kristen Ebersole, Jonathan Ward, Katrina Casberry, and Lauren Stanley. It also marks the film debut of unknown Jennifer Aniston, who features an uncredited extra. The decision to create the film was based solely on the success of E.T. the Extraterrestrial from 1982. <laughs> the title comes from the working title for E.T., E.T. and Me. Oh, nice. <laughs> there is just, there's no, like, like, uh... Zero shame in making this shame. movie. There you go. There's... They, they weren't trying to hide the fact that they were ripping off E.T. at all. Not in the slightest. <laughs> E.T. had uh, Reese's Pieces. This had Skittles. Yep. <laughs> There's, yeah, the, the movie is just uh, ridiculous. See, the box office. The film was considered a box office bomb. <laughs> grossing $6.4 million in the United States. It had a profit-sharing arrangement with Ronald McDonald's Children's Charities. Oh. Well, that's good at least. Yeah, yeah that's good. Uh, criti- critical response. The distinguishing feature of the protagonist using a wheelchair without that being the focus of the story it received mixed reactions. The film was panned by critics for the similar- similarities of its plot, characters, and even the design of the alien to the E.T. extraterrestrial. What? It doesn't look <laughs> anything like E.T. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. It was further criticized for its numerous and blatant pr- product placements, including Coca-Cola, Skittles, uh, or Coca-Cola and Skittles, the only food Mac eats, Sears, where Janet works, and pervasive promotions of McDonald's. The contrivance, con- contrivance, contrivance. Thank you, of the mysterious alien creature being referred to by the acronym Mac, a five-minute dance number in McDonald's featuring Ronald McDonald credited as himself. Really? Was that only five minutes? It seemed way longer. <laughs> like, there was even a montage in the movie where the kid is, like, in his wheelchair next to his mom running, jogging, or whatever. Yeah, but that wasn't with, like, Ronald McDonald no, or anything. I but... know, but I'm just saying, that's why was that even there? The, yeah, that... It that, goes on for a really long time. That part of the movie definitely could have been cut. <laughs> Had I been editing this movie, that shit would have been on the floor. So, only imagine what was actually on the floor. In oh this my movie. god! 
But yes, the Ronald McDonald or the McDonald's dancing scene seemed to go on forever for me. I don't know if that was only five minutes, but it was amazing. <laughs> and the use of him to introduce the film's theatrical trailer led Leonard Moulton to describe it as being more like a TV commercial than a movie. And so Ronald McDonald introduced the trailer for this movie. Awesome. <laughs> According to a contemporary article from Ad Age, there was no quid pro quo between the filmmakers and these companies. Okay. I don't even know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gives this film a 0% rating. Wow. Based on 23 reviews. Oh. The site's consensus stating, Makami is duly infamous, not only in its pale imitation of E.T., it's also a thinly veiled feature-length commercial for McDonald's and Coca-Cola. <laughs> awesome. I mean, I can't argue with that, but 0%? No. Yeah, I... <laughs> like I said, it's not a good movie, but it is damn entertaining. <laughs> It had its laughs. It definitely has its laughs. That's ridiculous. That movie's just ridiculous on all fronts. True. Uh, so, the ending. The very end of the movie, they, the, the oh, alien family yeah. gets, oh my gets God. U.S. citizenship. Yes. How did they pass the written test? No idea, because they can't talk. <laughs> all they do is whistle. How do they, yeah, how do they uh, get they past the oral part of the point. test? Like, they even change up the ceremony at the end. So that they don't have to repeat back what right. the, the they judge just say, is saying. Right, they just say, I do. They just have to say, I do at the end. But they didn't. <laughs> they don't say, I do. <laughs> maybe they whistled, I do. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? And they have them all in clothing, because the savages can't be just in there, out in the nude. It's true. <laughs> they, they can't have that brown skin just showing everywhere. <laughs> and... uh Everybody's just accepted them. The, the NASA guys who were right. chasing him throughout the movie are getting to the courthouse just in time to see it They're happen. excited to be there. <laughs> they want to witness them becoming citizens. It's so strange. <laughs> and and all, the two families get together and they leave in a car together. And What does the freeze it, frame say? It, oh, they, it says, we'll be back. <laughs> Clearly right. setting up sequels that <laughs> unfortunately never happened. I don't know. I think everybody wanted the sequel, so I right? don't know why it didn't happen. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the film ends with a freeze frame and the words will be back superimposed, but after rigorous reviews and box off retur- returns, the planned sequel was canceled permanently. <laughs> Until we got a exactly. hold of it. Exactly. I think it's time for the remake. <laughs> It's time for the remake, and it's time for more guns, Making or more walkie-talkies, I don't care. All of it. <laughs> All of it. And then uh, I need I need the family to just go on a rampage. Yes. <laughs> but we need to keep the oh. McDonald's and Coca-Cola commercials in it. Oh my god, so we still set it in the 80s, and we get the new Coke, and that's what sets them off. That's where he goes. He gave us this new Coke bullshit. <laughs> start, they start destroying things. Yes. I, I like it. They it's go like, on a cross-country rampage trying to find classic Coke. I, I almost feel like like 
it could have this could have been a commercial for Coke to promote new Coke. Right? Like the new but Coke they didn't do what, it. Yeah, they didn't do it that way at oh, all. Oh man. <laughs> Missed opportunities all around. I feel like it might have been after the whole new Coke debacle because probably Yeah, but still. <laughs> God, so many missed opportunities. Why weren't we there to do these movies? We were only kids. We would have made them so much better. It would, yeah. We have great ideas. God. Would you recommend this movie to other people? Yes. <laughs> Instantly, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Didn't even have to think about it. No, not at all. <laughs> this was probably one of my favorite movies as a child, and I absolutely understand why. So, in you know, a, a sentence or two... You have to describe this movie to somebody oh my and God. tell them what it's about. Or like, tell them why they should watch it. What would you say? E.T. meets Looney Tunes. <laughs> E.T. meets Looney Tunes. I like it. I mean, that's pretty spot on right there. I don't know if there's any way that you could uh, put that any other way. Right? <laughs> Perfectly summed up. I mean, just from the very beginning. The, the Looney Tune effects. I mean, I couldn't imagine... Why isn't there more sound, like Looney Tunes like sounds going off in this movie? It would only made it better, right? God, if only we had been working on these movies, <laughs> they would have at least a one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I, I, I still, I still don't get behind the the zero percent. Just doesn't make any sense, right? It's a travesty. <laughs> All right, so some let's let's see let's see what some five star reviews for this movie is off of Amazon. Can we find any? There actually are. It says fifty percent of the reviews, fifty seven percent of the reviews are five star. Oh wow! Right, I very surprised. I am surprised because I when I was looking for this movie for us to watch it, I saw like nothing but one and two stars. So <laughs> I'm surprised that there are five stars. I don't think that. There shouldn't be, but I am surprised that they're there. Right. So, KEGJZ Family says this. Five stars. Not so bad it's good, so bad it's great. True. (laughs) Preach. (laughs) I was laughing uncontrollably well into the credit rolls. I also had... An asthma attack. The movie is fantastic. Really? Why should a movie have a, have to conform to our preconceived notions of being good or even con- competent? To hell with Roger Ebert. And for that matter, the audience. The thing is, day to day, I go around thinking Hollywood producers produces such schlock. But this movie... Shows, good lord, he's got a lot to say about this movie. (laughs) (laughs) But this movie shows that that even run-of-the-mill bad movies reflect a substantial amount of talent and care. You don't really think about it until you see a movie like this. What Hollywood is really capable capable when they take their foot all the way out of their... uh, Off the gas... I was adding in a little bit. And then fall asleep at the wheel. (laughs) And then drive off a cliff. This movie is a train wreck that happens right on board the Titanic as it's going down into a volcano. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. That's one. Great description. (laughs) 
Let's see if we can find another. It says, uh, by Ryan, a feverish nightmare born from American capitalism. <laughs> Listen, if you've managed to find this movie, you've probably, you, you probably know what to expect. If you're like me and you're a fan of hilariously terrible, outrageous, horrendously misguided films, then this belongs in your collection. For those unaware, this is truly a garbage E.T. ripoff bankrolled by McDonald's. There isn't much else to say other than that you will cry from laughter, but you will also cry from fear. (laughs) (laughs) It's gained a lot of infamy from Paul Rudd showing one of the clips whenever whenever he's on Conan or whatever, but that clip is only the tip of the iceberg. If you think you will enjoy this, you probably will. True. And that was a five-star review. Yeah. <laughs> it's a garbage movie, but it's five stars. You know, I had seen, I think I had seen Paul Rudd play that clip on Conan at least once before. Never putting the, together that that was from Mac and Me. Yeah. Even though I, I had already seen Mac and Me at least three times before I that. I think I'm in the same boat. <laughs> Except for way more times of watching Mac and Me. I know that for sure. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's at least three times. But, I mean, like we both said, we didn't really remember anything from this movie. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Despite having watched it multiple times. <laughs> uh, oh, so, unlike the previous two movies we've done podcasts on, um, My Best Friend is a Vampire and Fright Night. Right. This movie is has not... No well, also has no vampires. Um, no, this movie is not nearly as readily available. No. We couldn't find it except on YouTube. Shh. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. It wasn't put up by some random YouTube user. Yeah. The we, whole movie. We definitely didn't watch this. For free. For free, (laughs) possibly illegally, from some random YouTube account. (laughs) Sorry, random YouTube account, if you get looked at now. Hey, at least we didn't say his name. We could. I remember. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm guessing a search on YouTube is not going to be too difficult. It's literally the first thing that comes up. (laughs) So I don't think anyone's concerned with it. I don't think so either. I think... Because I'm pretty sure it's been up there for a while. Like, I think it's like the same as if if people just put commercials up. Because this is just a giant commercial for McDonald's. Yeah. So... Probably. McDonald's is probably okay with this. They're like, yeah, watch this. (laughs) This is awesome. Look at all the fun you can have at McDonald's. There's dance party contests. You'll be loving it too. (laughs) All right, so we've said, I, I, I would say I would not recommend this to anybody. <laughs> I don't think I could put anybody through this. Maybe. Well, you hate kid, fun. So. I do hate fun. It's, <laughs> it's number one on my hate list. It is. <laughs> Anyone that knows you knows that's that. Uh, so, um, yeah, we would have to, I, I would say I would not recommend it. Unless it's some kid and I'd be like, hey, you want to watch something that <laughs> might give you nightmares? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably will give you nightmares. <laughs> Those aliens are horrifying. <laughs> we haven't picked what our next one's going to be. We haven't yet. Uh, but we do have that list. So let's, We do have a list. Let's roll that dice. You want to roll that dice? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. 
Let's see. Let's see what we have. What we have left on the list. Well, yeah, because we started with ten, so we're down to seven now. Ooh wee. We have my boyfriend's back. Oh yes. Suburban Commando. Yes. My mom's a werewolf. Oh my god. <laughs> And you thought your parents were weird. Oh, oh <laughs> such good movies. My stepmom's an alien. <laughs> Munchies and Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. It's such a weird, diverse set of movies. <laughs> and, uh, and we weren't even going with like a monster movie theme. We were. These were just the first movies that <laughs> came to our minds. They really were. Uh, do you have something to... To, to, to roll uh, get a out of seven? No. <laughs> Jesus, your computer's right there. God. Randomnumbergenerator.org. Telling everybody the secrets behind the curtain. Gosh. Don't look at the man behind the curtain. All right. Oh, gosh dang it. Come on, random.org. Get your shit together. Ha there we go. See, all I had to do was curse at it, and it worked. <laughs> all right, one through seven. Generate. Seven. The Return of the Killer Tomatoes! Awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, you know, uh, we, we, didn't, we couldn't pick Attack of the Killer Tomatoes because was it was out of 70s. the time frame. It was in the 70s. So we went with Return of the Killer Tomatoes. I mean, technically we could have, but... We could have. I mean, this is the one that would have been around when we were children (laughs) watching these movies. So this is the one that we picked. (laughs) Because it was right in the middle of the 80s (laughs) that that one came out. They waited like a good 10 years before they had their first sequel. So anybody that wants to uh, watch... Return of the Killer Tomatoes and and listen along with us, or maybe we will we will finally do this uh, event. We'll get people together and watch it with us, kind of do a riff tracks. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. We could do that. All right, probably. We'll see. We'll we'll we'll, we'll put a poll out there. We'll yeah, see what happens. we'll find out. Okay. So, anything else you want to talk about? We we've done Mac and Me now. We have aliens. We went vampire, vampire, alien. Yes, and <laughs> now kind of alien. Aren't they aliens? I think the tomatoes are. I think they might be. I think they're or maybe alien in origin. Or maybe something. it's all like GMO against kind of thing. Possibly. Yeah. I don't really Anti-GMO. remember, but it was something. Something made those. Tomatoes killer. <laughs> We're going to find out what. We're going to find out. Like good investigative journalists. That's right. <laughs> well, I guess uh, then it's it's time for the best part of the show where we all talk about how you can find us online. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yay. So Geek Elite Radio is on Twitter. It's at Geek Elite Radio. Geek yes. Elite Radio on Facebook. Geek Elite Radio is on Stitcher. I think, personally, the best place to listen to podcasts. But then you can also download us on iTunes and 
if you do, give us a review and uh, you know a, a five star rating because you just want to give five stars. Yeah, do you talk as much shit as you want about us, <laughs> but put five stars. Five stars. Do it. Why, Why not? It's not hurting you. Yeah, right. <laughs> you still get to say what you think, <laughs> and then other people can see what it's all about and probably agree with you. Exactly. <laughs> or then you can also go to our our website geeklyradio.com. Get on our forums, talk to us, talk to each other, make a new friend. Because, you know, that's what it's all about. Or a new enemy. <laughs> that's right. Why or not? a new enemy. <laughs> the internet's all about hate. <laughs> hate, 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 hate. Hate, 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 hate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you want to talk to me specifically, I'm on Twitter at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Yes. <laughs> and Chris? I am at wizard. Uh www.yzerd and uh he's also got his own fan page uh or entertainer page on yeah on, i on facebook under the same name i use twitter more often than i use that page and you don't use twitter at all i don't so, <laughs> so what's that tell you <laughs> all right well that's where you can find us and uh i think there's anything else you want to say I think we've no. said everything we had to say about Mac and me. I believe we did. <laughs> Except that it needs sequels and a reboot. It needs sequels. We're greenlighting them both. <laughs> now. Right here. It's happening. Right we could probably do this with like puppets. Probably. Be just as good. I'm down. Let's do this. <laughs> so, until next time, this is VHS Gems on the Geekly Radio Networks saying, geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.